Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So uh, the left's fear campaign against coronavirus. Listen, it's a deadly virus. There's no doubt for a lot of people. But I've told you their fear campaign, the fear porn. Got to put a mask on. Everybody's going to die all the time. It's working. There's a really shocking article in The Atlantic, The Atlantic of all places, which is a left-leaning outlet about how effective the left has people terrified in the United States. You're not going to want to miss an article. Also, Taliban Tony Blinken up on Capitol Hill yesterday gets, uh, gets just shredded by Scott Perry. Uh, there's a lot in there. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. For peace of mind online, get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let me get right to it. I've got that. Also, the tax hikes coming your way, folks. They are... Uh, devastating if the biden tax plan goes through and it may in the coming weeks we're going to be in a lot of trouble economically i've got the details there if you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport you got to check out the u.s survival rifle from henry repeating arms it's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes and then when you're not using it you can store the parts in the little case it comes in so small it can be stored anywhere in a go bag anywhere it's light enough to carry everywhere comes in black and two different camo patterns you can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars depending on the finish you can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Daddy-o. Joe, <laughs> all right, yeah, a little better today. Yeah. We'll see how it goes at the end of the week for uh, Joey Botts there. So, uh, folks, California recall. Today is your last day to vote. Get out and vote today. California recall. Get rid of the dreadful tyrant, Gavin Newsom. Uh, vote for whoever you want on the Republican side's number of qualified candidates, as long as none of them are Gavin Newsom or a Democrat. So vote today. Vote, vote, vote. Bring 10 people with you. Let's get to the other stuff. There's a lot more going on today. We addressed that yesterday as well. You know, I brought up a very serious topic at the beginning of yesterday's show. I'm going to bring up again that uh, I was doing my show on 9-11 and, and towards the end, I wanted to give an optimistic message and optimism is great, but optimism based in reality um, is, you know, is it more, I, I think is more realistic and the optimism I was planning on putting out of my 9-11 show was just unrealistic. I was going to talk about how 9-12, the day after 9-11, how there's so much that binds us together. But there really isn't, folks. There's one thing that binds us together, and that is freedom. That is all. Freedom and liberty bind us together. If you are not in the court of freedom and liberty, if you are not there uh, free, on the side of freedom and liberty, willing to sacrifice and defend it and openly be an activist for freedom and liberty, you're not on my side. I don't want you on my side. You're not, you, you, you share nothing in common with me. Beat it. Here, here's more evidence of that. Here is a video of Caddy Kay and Anthony Fauci. I believe this is on MSNBC. Again, talking about imposing restrictions on your freedom as if your freedom's a tradable commodity they can you know, sell and buy on an exchange. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom comes with consequences, okay? Everybody gets that, except for Caddy Kay and Fauci, who want to make freedom consequence-free. I told you, you want, you, 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 you want ultimate freedom in the Democrat view of what freedom is? You know, go, go in, a, in a prison. You'll get three hots and a cot, 
and you won't have to worry about any consequences to your life. Just sit in solitary confinement all day. Here's Caddy Kay and Fauci talking about imposing travel restrictions on people who haven't been uh, vaccinated. Check this out. We know that the virus travels when people move around the country. Don Baer, the Democratic congressman from Virginia, um, has a bill proposing that people traveling within the United States on airplanes and trains should either be vaccinated or provide proof of a negative COVID test. This is very common practice now in Europe. I've just been traveling all over Europe. You can't get on a plane without having some kind of proof that you're negative. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still, I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to change? Well, that's on the consideration, certainly. Folks, where is this going to stop? Do you understand how this is a, the, the proverbial slippery slope we've talked about forever? Where does it stop? I mean, what comes next, right? Are we going to mandate tests for the flu before you get on a trip? Why not? I mean, it's a serious question. If you're going to mandate a test or a vaccine for coronavirus, why not mandate a test or a vaccine for the flu? What about TB, tuberculosis? What, listen, if you're a leftist, what are you laughing at? These are serious questions. These are serious diseases. Why not demand tests for that? What about HIV? Is that coming next? You're going to demand a negative test for that? What about meningitis? Bacterial or viral? What about that? What about criminal records? We're going to stop people from traveling on a plane that have had a criminal record too? You understand how once you give up freedom because you want a consequence-free life, like solitary confinement in jail, yet you're not free but you see how the leftist definition of freedom is living without consequences, but the right's definition of freedom is actual freedom? Folks, this same argument, by the way, the left is using for these vaccine mandates and the restrictions is the same argument they use for gun control. They say, well, no right is absolute and every right has restrictions. So like gun control, they use the ridiculous can't scream fire in a movie theater argument, which is a totally ridiculous, untrue, long debunked. That's an Oliver Wendell Holmes thing. That is not the standard. But just running with them for a second, just to play into leftist stupidity. This, You see what they're saying? They're saying oh, the right to travel. Well, no right is absolute. There are going to be restrictions, and the restrictions are you're going to have to show a, uh, a vaccine card. It's the same thing they say about gun control. They say, well, every right has a restriction. You can't own a howitzer. You can't scream fire in a movie theater. No, that's not how rights work, folks. Rights are intertwined with freedom, which means you have the freedom to exert those rights. They are not done in a, they are not intercepted in some kind of prophylactic manner. In other words, going into a movie theater, if the fire in a movie theater was accurate analogy, you can't scream fire in a movie, which it's not. But even if it were, nobody stops you from walking into the movie theater and asks you if you're going to scream fire in a movie theater first and if you are, keeps you out. The penalty is for screaming, you know, allegedly fire in a movie theater afterwards. You see what I'm saying? They're using the same restrictions argument on vaccines. Well, no uh, right is absolute. You're not allowed to travel unless you should. No, that's not the way any of this works. That's a, if we find out later, yes, you had a communicable disease and you willingly infected people on a plane knowingly and willingly. Yeah, there are probably penalties for that. But that's different than suggesting you can restrict rights in advance. That's not how freedom works. We don't have a lot that binds us together, folks. Freedom is what binds us together. You're either on the team of freedom or you're not. If you're not, beat it. Get out. You're, you're a cancer to this country. All right, moving on, but on this topic, I had 
addressed this in the uh, beginning of the show. There's an article in The Atlantic. I don't know what's going on right now. I, I'm, I'm being candid with you. I don't know why a lot of left-leaning journalists, with air quotes, because none of them are really journalists, are all of a sudden deciding to do actual journalism on coronavirus. Here is my guess. They are starting like the pee-pee tape hoax to realize everything they've been telling you with their fear porn agenda. You got to wear masks are the best way to stop coronavirus. Masks, you got to social distance. They're starting to realize that history is going to deem these people all idiots for being on the side of that instead of actual therapeutics and things that work and stop coronavirus, right? So my guess is they're trying to get on the record now with uh, articles so they can say, look, 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 I saw the science and I changed my mind. Here's an article in The Atlantic. This is a stunner. It was kind of viral yesterday. It made its way around. It's by David Zweig. It, said our mo- it says, our most reliable pandemic number is losing meaning. A new study suggests that almost half of those hospitalized with COVID-19 have mild or asymptomatic cases. Folks, this is what I've been warning you about for a very long time. I wish people on the left would have listened. When you engage in a nonstop fear porn campaign, divorce from reality, like pretending like coronavirus is the most deadly virus in the history of humankind, which is not true. It is a deadly virus for people with certain comorbidities, people who are elderly, people who are infirm. For most people, they will recover without long-term side effects from coronavirus. Folks, that's just a fact. The verdict is in. The data is there. That's just a fact. The media wanted you scared, though. Why did they want you scared? Because the fear campaign worked for the left. The left always wants to take away your civil liberties, tying into the first story. They are never on the side of freedom and liberty. They hate freedom and liberty. The left has always looked for an excuse to take away your right to spend your money, right to send your kids to school, right to pick your own health care. They hate freedom and liberty. They are central planners. They're totalitarians. Coronavirus was the perfect vehicle they realized early on for enacting their agenda. We'll shut down your business. We'll lock your kids at home and you will listen to us. It was body blows to freedom every time. But the body blows to freedom worked. The lockdowns and all this other stuff for the left, that is. Because they want to destroy America. They worked because people were scared. You've seen the polling already. Remember that poll, guys? Remember the poll that said uh, they asked Democrats what the lethality of coronavirus was? Yeah, it was like one of them. Remember that, Joe? They thought it was like 50%. Yeah. 50% of people. The left doesn't know it because the media are idiots. It's a nonstop fear porn campaign. Here's what winds up happening when that happens. Showing you there are real world consequences to illegitimate fear porn reporting. The Atlantic. Again, why they're doing journalism all of a sudden? I have no idea. They did a study from March 2020 through early January 2021 before vaccination was widespread and before Delta had arrived. The proportion of patients with mild or asymptomatic disease was 36%. From mid-January through the end of June 2021, however, that number rose to 48%. In other words, the study suggests that roughly half of all hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards in 2021 may have been admitted to the hospital for another reason entirely or only had a mild presentation of the disease. Folks, again, I don't, oh, I don't want to waste your time. I, I love that you're here. I never waste your time and self-praise sincerely stinks. 
but proving again you are not wasting your time. I've told you this over and over and over again, that being hospitalized with coronavirus does not mean you are hospitalized because of coronavirus. They are different things. Folks, I have lymphoma. If I wound up in the hospital, God forbid, for some complication related to lymphoma and I test positive for coronavirus, it doesn't mean I'm there because of coronavirus. It means you're there with coronavirus. But because the media, working with their communist leftist masters, these sycophantic media ass-kissing losers saw that a nonstop fear porn campaign would assist the left in diminishing your civil liberties, they propagated the myth that this was the deadliest virus in the history of humankind. Hospitalizations through the roof. Hospitalizations for what? It's like hospitalizing someone for, you know, for having tuberculosis and finding out they have an ingrown toenail and reporting it as an ingrown toenail hospitalization. Again, I'm not suggesting this isn't serious. There's a local nurse we know we're very friendly with. She's a very sane, rational person. We had a real problem in Florida. My friend got sick. I just found out, God rest her soul, my great aunt has passed, uh, Aunt Rosie. So God rest your soul, Aunt Rosie. She caught coronavirus. She was in her 90s. It's a very serious virus for a very specific group of people. But folks, reality, facts, and data matter. My gosh, the fear campaign, the endless fear campaign has got to stop. We need sane, rational actors back. It's way past time. Matter of fact, on a bit of good news, because I don't want another dour opening right here. We are, are seeing people stand up, finally. Seen a resurgence in Texas. Greg Abbott, who's come around. And then Ron DeSantis strikes again. There's our famous Ron DeSantis strikes again. Key special there. Ron DeSantis is not having this, folks. He's not going to buy into the fear campaign. There's going to be responsible leadership based on facts and data. We're going to mitigate the risk for people most at risk. And everybody else, you're going to live your lives responsibly. That's what freedom is. Here's DeSantis yesterday. He's like, listen, these vaccine mandates. No, we're not doing this. You want to do this in Florida? You want to implement a vaccine mandate? You're going to be fined $5,000 per episode. Check this out. SB 2006 uh, that did a lot of different things. Um, it, it prevented uh, private businesses from requiring proof of vaccination to just do normal things like go to a movie or go to a restaurant, vaccine passports. Uh, but that also applied uh, to government agencies. And so if a government agency in the state of Florida uh, forces uh, a vaccine as a condition to employment, that violates Florida law. And you will face... <laughs> and you will face a $5,000 fine for every single violation. If there is one upside positive to all of this, because it's been a disastrous couple of years. Let's just be honest with this. It has been. We all know that. We're all sane, rational actors. It's that leaders like Ron DeSantis have emerged battle-hardened from it. They've been, you know, bathed in fire here. And they've come out of it, you know, 
scarred and maybe a little bit damaged in some respects, but stronger on the other side and ready for the political fights ahead. And when I say damaged, I mean only by leftists who've lied about them, Death Santis and all this other crap. But they've come out of it on the other side, battle hard and ready for the fights ahead. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And I want to get to this total chump, Howard Stern, again. I mean, what a catastrophic disappointment this human being is. A guy who prided himself as being like the misfit, the renegade, has turned into a lemming conformist loser. Again, the, the, at the tip of the spear of the fear porn campaign, a guy who has a tremendously large audience who used his platform to, to cower in fear and scare people again. A guy I grew up listening to who has just turned into a total coward and a wuss bag. That's coming up next. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs. Soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. So, folks, just harking back to that Atlantic piece before I get to the Stern stuff in it, if, uh, you know, in a second here. Roughly 50% of people in the hospital are in the hospital with mild or asymptomatic cases. Why? Because of the fear porn campaign by the media and morons like Howard Stern, this chump. Morons. They think they're going to die. Sir, you have no symptoms. I'm going to die. I heard from Howard Stern and others how deadly this thing is. This is the problem with a non-fact-oriented debate about where we are with this pathogen. People wind up in the hospital, roughly half of them, with no symptoms at all. And then the left uses the data to get even more people to show up in the hospital who have no symptoms at all. Oh, my gosh. 60,000 people are in the hospital for coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, 25,000 are asymptomatic. They're just there because they think they're going to die because of people like Stern. Here's a mediaite story. This is like, this goes under the chump alert thing. What a coward. What a wuss, man. I grew up listening to this guy. He was so edgy. He would go after any kind of sacred cow. And it just, just this reminds me of that adage. If an organization doesn't start out as explicitly right and conservative, right, meaning right, left, uh, political paradigm, it will eventually be captured by the left. That's, that's a golden rule, and it's, and it's inviolable. If an organization does not start out 
where its sole purpose is explicitly conservative and right, it will be captured by the left. And Howard Stern has been captured by the left too because he's a coward. He has no guts at all. Yeah, I told. And by the way, he's the biggest hit talker, if you know what I mean. Hey, I learned karate when I was a kid. The guy is a six foot four rotting bag of bones. He's a total zero, and he goes on the air every day right now. He's lazy. He never wants to work. He's got this huge deal. He's got, like, the guy spends half of his time on vacation. The, least, the listeners over there at Sirius get fleeced because of this idiot, Stern. And he pretends to be a tough guy on the radio. Meanwhile, when he sees people in person, he hangs his head and walks away in shame. Yeah, I told you that, Stern. You're a chump. You're a chump. You're a total coward. Tell you that to your face, too, you wuss. So here he is, Howard Stern, roast Joe Rogan for taking ivermectin instead of cure vaccine, quotes. Here's what Stern said about Joe Rogan. By the way, a guy far more successful um, than Howard Stern right now. Stern has become, a, again, a rotting bag of bones. And, and, and really, someone people only listen to because years ago, they put him on their favorites on the dial and have yet to delete him yet. Here, here's Stern. We have no time for idiots in this country anymore, Stern said. We agree, Howard, so you should cancel yourself. <laughs> we don't want you. We want you to all either go to the hospital and stay home or die there with your COVID. Don't take the cure. Don't clog up our hospitals with your COVID when you finally get it. Stay home. Don't bother with science. It's too late. Go F yourself. We just don't have time for you. This guy's this guy's filth, and he's a wuss. He's a coward. I hate chumps and coward. There are people who've earned the right, sadly, to insult other people because no one's going to mess with him. This guy's not it. He's a chump, and it's he's just another example of the leftist death cult of these lunatics who, again, don't say anything about people who are obese, drug users, or anything. Which is good. No one should wish death on anyone. But you notice they've singled people out with coronavirus who have doubts and ask questions that they should die. Notice there, there aren't people on the left calling for IV drug users who contract HIV to die. Right. They're not, which is they shouldn't. But all of a sudden, when it comes to coronavirus, if you dare ask a question, you should die. You doubt me? It's not just Howard Stern, who's a POS. Here's some I found this on Twitter. Here's a Belinda Priest on Twitter. She takes a pic. There's a picture of a woman, Veronica Wolski. I'd never heard of her, but apparently it questioned masks and other things, which she should. So Belinda's glad. That's her quote. Glad to see Veronica Wolski finally learn the proper way to wear a mask. Wouldn't wearing a face diaper have been so much more comfortable? It's a picture of this woman dying in the hospital with oxygen over her face. People are disgusting. New, stern. You're all cowards, too. You're all cowards. We share nothing in common with these people. There are no ties that bind. Don't let anybody tell you that. Oh, we share so much more in common than tears us. But no, no, we don't. No, we don't. All right, moving on. So there's, there is a lot going on, unfortunately, um, especially on the economic front. The... Biden Democrat tax proposal made its way out of uh, Congress yesterday into the press. It didn't pass yet. House Ways and Means are looking at it. And uh, it'll probably pass in the House. This is big trouble, folks. Big trouble. And uh, I just want to, you know, say the irony of a wealthy, pampered, elitist snob who's soon to be, if not already, a multimillionaire lecturing America about taxing the rich 
economics and taxes is really peak right now, liberalism. What do I mean by that? Here is the hapless uh, bartender, another loser. Her and Stern should hang out. Uh, she was at the Met Gala last night, AOC, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. She was at the Met Gala, which is thirty dollars to $35,000 a ticket. Again, I'm sure she's either a millionaire now or will be shortly. I don't know what she's getting for her books and other deals and all the biopics written on her life or what she will. This is one of the least com uh, competent people in the United States who somehow managed to get elected to Congress, which is stunning, which is stunning. Um, and she's lecturing America on economics and taxing the rich. Here was the dress she wore to the Met Gala last night. Again, ironically, the tickets being $30,000 a pop. Check this out. My God, tax the rich. What a model, AOC. What a, I didn't know you model as well. Damn. Look at this dopey entertainment reporter. I don't know model as well. Whatever. Tax the rich. You know, it's easy to live life sloganeering. I've said often that the Democrats are the party of the bumper sticker. If it can go on a bumper sticker, you're a Democrat. If you have to explain the bumper sticker, you're a Republican. That, that again, is another inviolable rule. If it's on a bumper sticker, coexist, tolerance, tax the rich, whatever, you're a Democrat. If you have to explain the bumper sticker, you're a Republican. Because we ask, and then what? And then what? And then what? Democrats don't do any of that. Now, again, AOC, I think she lives above a Whole Foods or whatever it may be. She drives a nice Tesla. She's going to be worth, if not now, and she knows this, millions upon millions of dollars one day. And she's unironically wearing a dress that says tax the rich at a gala for rich people where the tickets are $30,000. She does this with so little self-awareness. You wonder, is she trying to troll us? Or is she just engaged in the most epic cell phone ever because she's a moron? And I'm really leaning towards the latter. This is a very dumb person. She is. You ever see some of her tweets that she actually puts out? This is and she hates it when you call her out for what she is unintelligent and dopey because she is. She's very. How do I know? I've listened to her. She doesn't know anything. Remember her with Margaret Hoover on that interview that time with that show when she was asked about the foreign policy? You remember that? You ever see that one, Guy? Oh. She's asked about the Middle East. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't consider myself an expert. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah. Thanks. AOC doesn't know, by the way, who Milton Friedman is, but I do. Here is an actual intelligent person, unlike this dipwad AOC, former bartender. And again, I love bartenders. Bartender Pete and Glenn Patrick was one of the smartest guys I ever knew. I owned a, well, not my family owned the bar growing up. The bartenders there, Vinny and them, were very smart. Not this idiot. But she doesn't know who Milton Friedman is. She's probably never heard of him. But Milton Friedman was an actual smart man. And Milton Friedman was on Phil Donahue's show. For you younger folks, Phil Donahue was like the Oprah Winfrey of the time. Remember Phil Donahue, Joe? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Donahue is like to the left of Lenin, too. He was left, a big time left. So Milton Friedman a uh, liberty-loving economist, one on Phil Donahue's show in the early 80s, late 70s, whenever this was. And he was trying to explain to people why government will never make you wealthy or more prosperous and why a country relies on the private sector for its wealth. This is a fantastic clip. Check this out. Tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements 
of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. Now, folks, none of this is complicated when you think about it. Why have free markets, genuinely free markets and capitalism been the only source of prosperity throughout human history? Because your alternative is not spending your money yourself in a free market, but doing what AOC wants and turning your money over to government bureaucrats to spend it for you. Can you imagine a dumber person on planet Earth to spend your money than the Howard Stern AOC types? Can you imagine? What do these morons know about your life, your business, your needs, your wants, and your desires? The answer is they don't know anything. They can't even figure out what they want because they're too stupid. The record of history, as Friedman said, is crystal clear. Central planning and government is never the path to prosperity. It never has been, and it never will be. I want to get to more on the tax hikes coming up. Let me get to my third sponsor here. But it's important because the tax hikes coming are backbreaking for our economy. All right. So here are the tax cuts coming your way, folks. Bohica, baby. Here it comes again. Democrats can't pay for their tax ambitions. Rich Lowry has a good piece. The National Review will be up in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to access it. Oh, there it is. Taliban Tony Blinken coming back on Capitol Hill soon. Taliban Tony. He told me that's his new name. On the, I, I wasn't aware of this. Taliban Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Here it is. Here are the tax hikes coming. The individual top tax rate would increase from 37 to 39.6%. All right, folks. You make a little bit of dough in this country. You're going to be paying 40% to the federal government. How does that sound? The capital gains tax rate. From 20 to 25%. That'll crush the stock market, guaranteed. And the corporate tax rate will go from 21 to 26.5%. Among sundry other provisions benefiting the hideously complex U.S. tax regime. So just to be clear, wait, leave that up one second. So I, I know what you're thinking right now. If you're a leftist, if you're a conservative, you figured this out already, so it's not an issue. But if you're a leftist, you're saying to yourself, ah, I don't care, that 37 to 39.6% rate, that's just for rich people. <laughs> that's funny you actually buy that. Because who are most of the people in this country that own and operate S-Corps, LLCs, and businesses? Oh, yeah, those dreaded rich people you're taking more money from. But if you take more money from them, that's less money in the private economy to pay people working in the companies that a lot of these rich people own. Yeah, I know, I know, that's very complicated. AOC's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? She's tugging at her hair, foaming at the mouth. Right she doesn't know what to think. Then you're like, capital gains. AOC's like, that's only for those rich people, too. And then when AOC gets confronted by a union... You can take that. I'm sorry. But by a union that wants, uh, you know, that wants answers because their pension funds drying up because their union pension funds invested in the stock market. They're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't really think of that. Now we got to pay 5% more in capital gains. Gosh, we didn't really think of that. And then, of course, the AOCs of the world, you know, 
the dipwads out there. They're like, oh, the corporate tax rate, 21 to 26. What do we care if corporations pay? And I always say to people, corporations pay? How does that happen? Where do corporations get their money from? And AOC's like, uh, the sweating, star, the sweating. You know, the sweating memes. She's like, I don't know. She's like this. I don't, where to oh, they get money from customers, meaning prices are going to go up. And AOC's like, oh, hold on. Hold on. She's wiping her head. She's like, I don't know what to do. I had to think for a minute. I know thinking's hard, right? <sighs> Very frustrating sometimes having to wake up every morning and try to crack through the wall of stupid that liberals live behind. So most liberals like AOC will probably say, well, you know, we want to be more like Sweden and Norway and Denmark, you know, the Scandinavian countries. You do? Rich Lowry has an interesting statistic in here. So you want to be more like Denmark and the Scandinavian countries? Well, the Tax Foundation has calculated that if the U.S. had a tax system comparable to Denmark's, we would be taxing all income over 70000 at the rate of 55.9%. That's Denmark's top rate. Now, all of a sudden, AOC's like, here we go, Joe, again. The, the sweat. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to run <laughs> on taxing the middle class at 55.9%. Yes, if you were smart enough, which you're not. See, the Ways and Means tax hike would, sure enough, create Denmark-like rates. As Robert Frank of CNBC notes, the combined state and federal top rates in New York City, where liberals are, is going to be 61.2%. In California, 597 And New Jersey, 572 Oh, good. Good job, losers. Good job, liberal losers. You really did it this time. So I go, you know, perfect timing for that one. Now you may be saying if you're, you know, AOC and you haven't thought any of this through, any of this through, because thinking's really not your bag of donuts. Thinking, I don't do that old thinking thing. You know, neurons, dendrites, axons, they don't really connect in my head. You're probably saying, oh, we'll just get all the money from billionaires. You will. Here's an interesting article by Brad Palumbo. Very good piece saying uh, if you confiscated the entire net worth of every billionaire in the United States, there are 724 of them, all of their net worth, basically wiping out their companies, their wealth and everything, you'd have $4.4 trillion, which isn't even enough to pay for the Democrat spending plans for this year alone. Again, AOC math, arithmetic, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know you're surrounded by a halo of stupidity. That's really hard. It's like a force field. You're like Wolverine. Your 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 brain is coated in some adamantium shell that protects facts from getting in. I get that. But once in a while, try the thinking thing. It's really not hard. Now, you may be saying as well, okay, so if we can't get money from the millionaires and the billionaires, We'll get it from the top 1%. Some of them may or may not be uh, millionaires. So we'll see. So, and they say the rich don't pay enough. Well, do they? So here's the tax foundation analysis on exactly what the rich pay conducted in March of this year. This article will be in my newsletter as well. Show this to your liberal friends who are too stupid to do the homework on their own. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to get it in my newsletter. What do the rich pay? Well, the Tax Foundation piece says, you know, in case you're thinking, well, the rich make more, they should pay more. Well, the top 1% of taxpayers account for 20% of all income. So one out of 100 people in the United States, taxpayers, make about 20% of all income. Yet they pay 40% of income taxes, twice their share of the income they earn. Oh, I didn't know that. Of course you didn't know that. Homework, reading is fundamental. Here. You may be saying, well, what about the top 0.1%, right? 
So similarly, in 2018, where we have last had the data, the top 0.1% of taxpayers paid $311 billion in income taxes. That amounted to 20% of all income taxes paid. So one out of every thousand taxpayers pays 20% of all income taxes paid. That's the highest level since 2001. The top 0.1% of taxpayers in 2018 paid a greater share of the income tax burden than the bottom 75% of taxpayers combined. I know. Facts. I get it, Libs. Facts are hard. Facts are hard. So you want one out of every thousand taxpayers to pay more than 20% of the entire load of income taxes paid? How much more exactly? How much more? Yeah, it's fair share, right? Fair share. Exactly. By the way, have you ever asked yourself the question? It's a pretty good one. What are you getting for all this money you spend? I mean, think about it, right? What other product or service do you spend that amount of money on, like you spend on taxes, where you don't ask at all what you're getting in return? No, I'm serious. Like if you were asked to spend 40 to 50% of your income on food and you only ate one day a week, would you be annoyed? These are not rhetorical questions. I'm I'm asking a real question. What about if you were forced to spend 50%, the government took 50% of your your income and said, this is all for clothing. Clothing is going to be nationalized. And yet you only had one winter outfit and one summer outfit. Would you be upset? Well, what if you learned, like Terrence Jeffrey puts in his piece, which will be in my newsletter today as well, that Americans spend more on taxes in 2020 than on food, clothing, Healthcare and entertainment combined. What are you getting for all that money? <laughs> now, that's a good point. Joe, he said the Taliban's getting a whole lot. Taliban made out like oh, bandits yeah, the, on that money. Good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, Taliban did well. Yeah. Blackhawks, 60,000 weapons, 30,000 uh, machine guns, planes. Yeah, the Taliban did well. What are you getting for that money? So you work... The average, say, fifty to $100,000 a year earning American, right? Put them in that block because that's where the large chunk of wealth is, right? Is working about 35 to 40% of the time to turn their money over to the government. I ask you a simple question. Outside of our military and maybe court system, you occasionally, if ever, use. What are you getting for that money? 40% of the time working for an entity that does nothing but cause complications in your life. Taxation is legalized theft. It always has been. That's right. So these tax the rich Democrats like AOC who have no idea what the rich pay and don't even understand the math that if you stole all of the billionaires in this country as well, you still wouldn't have enough money to pay for stuff this year. What I find really bizarre about the Democrats' let's tax the rich approach, like AOC who's too dumb to think this thing through, is people in AOC's own party, if they're taxing the rich, the money ball approach, then why aren't the Democrats proposing to tax the rich? What do you mean, Dan? You just said they wanted to tax the rich. No, no, no. Only when it's not the rich in their districts that could vote for them. Wait, they're hypocrites on that too? Yes, they're hypocrites. They're Democrats. They don't actually believe anything ever. What do I mean? Let's go through these headlines quick. Bloomberg, the richest U.S. colleges would see relief. Wait, relief? Under the Democrats' tax plan? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they would. AOC said tax tax the rich. Yes, but not if they're colleges. 
and liberals in colleges tend to donate to Democrat candidates. Not those rich, Armacost. Okay. Tax the rich, but not those. You got it? Yeah, man. You got you be are we clear? I'm listening. Joe, you got it? It's I know you're listening. I know. You're paying very he's he's, he's here with rapt attention. Not those rich. Colleges are liberals. They have to benefit, not be taxed more. Okay. So tax the rich, right? AOC had the dress on. Here's a CNBC article. Moderate Democrats want the $3.5 trillion spending plan to remove the limit on state and local tax deductions. You know, I had read about this, the SALT deduction. Mm-hmm. This SALT deduction stands for state and local tax deductions. The long and short of it is, if you are very wealthy and you live in a blue state, you pay a lot of state and local taxes. Before the Donald Trump tax reform, you used to be able to deduct those benefiting the rich and wealthy and some middle class too, but mostly the rich and wealthy. Mostly. Those are just the hard facts. Democrats in blue states who have rich liberals getting hit with this salt limit said, no, no, no. We got to, we got to get rid of that salt thing. We got to, it's a tax benefit for the rich being proposed by the Democrats, literally by the Democrats. So they're like tax the rich, but not when they vote in blue states for me. Total phonies. These people are total frauds. Keep in mind, I am 100% principled on this. I am not for tax hikes, regardless. I don't want to see the salt deduction go away. Uh, the salt limitation go away, excuse me. I don't want to see the richest U.S. colleges tax more. Because if it goes to the government, you might as well burn it and flush it down a toilet. I also don't want to see this deduction go away. But Democrats want to tax the rich except when they're hedge fund managers that fund their campaigns. Here, Wall Street Journal. Democrats blink on carried interest. They call it a loophole when out of power, but now that they're in power, they're keeping the carried interest, quote, loophole. What's carried interest, folks? Well, a carry, it's a percentage of profit, say, in a hedge fund after they surpass a hurdle, what we call a hurdle rate. If they, you know, you see like, what is it, like 220 carries? That was the, oh, I don't know how if it's 20 anymore, but it's a percentage of profits when a hedge fund takes risks. So again, just to be clear, I am not for tax hikes anywhere. But I do believe people should have principles. And it's just odd how the Democrats run on and wear dresses, you know, like at $30,000 events, tax the rich. And yet the very same Democrats when it's the rich and they're their constituents, colleges, blue state residents, and hedge fund managers, they're not, they don't want to tax those rich. These people don't stand for anything. And I'm really sorry if you're a young man or woman out there, I mean, and you're in college and your politics, you're not sure where you're going to go. You're welcome on this show. I really respect you for coming here and checking us out. You know what? We may not be for you in the long run. That's okay. But I'm honored you would at least check it out and have an open mind. On this part, I want to be crystal clear. We can disagree on social issues and a lot of things. But I am telling you, Democrats are frauds on economics and taxes. They don't mean any of it. They avoid taxes themselves. They say they want to tax the rich. They only want to tax the rich when it doesn't penalize their constituency. If it's their constituency, they'll give you a tax cut to the rich all day and all night. These people don't stand for anything, folks. I'm really sorry if you fell for it. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. I have an update on the Pegasus story. The Pegasus story, I believe, is one of the most explosive stories of the year. We didn't hear a lot about it outside of this show. I saw a couple segments on Fox, and that was it. What's the Pegasus story? Stay tuned. So, big update on the Pegasus story. 
What was Pegasus? Well, Pegasus was a program produced by a company uh, in, in Israel that the allegations are that this company produced this product, which is what they call zero-click spyware. Zero-click, meaning most spyware viruses, Trojans put on your phone in the past, you'd have to click on a link. That clicking on the link, the action of doing that would activate the spyware on your phone and steal stuff from your phone, making people able to spy on your phone or your computer. Well, most people, not all, but most people then learn not to click on suspicious links. You've probably seen the warning, don't click on suspicious links. Well, allegedly, this company developed a no-click where all they have to do is send you something and your phone is essentially their phone. Well, it appears Apple finally caught on to this. Update again, the story will be in my newsletter. Apple issues urgent software update to patch this spyware vulnerability. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'd be downloading that update right quick. When I say they own your phone, if the accurate, if the reporting on this program, Pegasus, is accurate, when they send you a text, whether you click on it or not, they have everything. The camera, they have the microphone, your texts, your WhatsApp, your signal messages, everything. Download that patch stat. Quick update on that. All right. Um, one of the accounts on social media I've kind of fallen in love with here is a he likes it too. This is the libs of TikTok. TikTok's a video platform, uh, which uh, I heard the other day passed YouTube in video consumption numbers, which is incredible, by the way. That's so TikTok. There's an account called Liberals of TikTok. Now, Guy said it right. It's a guy. He um, looks on TikTok for videos by uh, silly liberals. And Guy said it right. He goes, I don't envy this guy. Think about how uh, this guy's brain is probably rotted away. This is one of those things like, you know, clockwork orange where you got to you know, put your eyes open. And watch <laughs> so he goes and he trolls for the dumbest liberals on TikTok. And uh, this one is just uh, fantastic. Here is a teacher claiming that asking students to sit still in classrooms is evidence of white supremacy. It's a little comic relief for you. Check this out. I made a comment on one of Ms. April's recent videos about PBIS in which I stated that PBIS is white supremacy with the hug. And a lot of y'all wanted to know more about that. So here we go. First of all, thank you to Jack Copa, who um, reminded me that um, Dina Simmons was the first to coin this term. So thank you, Jack, so much. So if PBIS concerns itself with positive behaviors, um, we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, what are those positive behaviors? And it's things like making sure that you're following directions and making sure that you're sitting quietly and you are in your seat and all these things that come from white culture. The idea of just sitting quiet and being told stuff and taking things in in a passive stance is not a thing that's in with many cultures. So if we're positively enforcing these behaviors, we are by extension positively enforcing elements of white culture, which therefore keeps whiteness at the center, which is the definition of white supremacy. I know, buddy. I know. He's like, please make it stop. He's like, why did you do this to us? I really, I'm sorry. You know, I don't do it often. I really, the only reason I put it in there is on a serious note, because we, you know, we obviously laugh at it. It's just, it's just so dumb. You, you have to laugh or you'll start crying instantly. 
But I want you to understand what I said in the beginning of the show. It's not there just for Phil or because we're missing. I got a lot of important stuff to get to. Stop buying into the flowery adages some people put out there. That there's so much more that binds us together than tears us apart. There is not. These are an entirely different group of lunatics that want to destroy this country and your kids. And until we realize, as I discussed yesterday in the show about the Cold Civil War, that these people are at war with America and our foundational principles and the one thing that does bind us together, respect for freedom and liberty, until we realize that, all is lost. Once we realize it's the, well, the fight we're in, we'll know how to properly counterattack. These people need to be fired and terminated from schools immediately. Immediately. What he said is racist. What he suggested there is that black students and other students, Asian students and others who are not white, don't know how to sit still. That's what he just said. Whether, whether you, you, you can put all the euphemisms and cutesy talk you want. That is exactly what that gentleman just said. Exactly what he just said. That is racist. And he should be fired immediately. All right, moving on. Try to get your brain. I know, brain cells back. Maybe take some fish oil or something. Yeah. <laughs> up. I, don't know to, I don't know how to fix that. I'm sorry. No. Just a quick news story. Uh, Washington Examiner being a newsletter again today. New York Times quietly deletes their claim that the Hunter Biden laptop story was, quote, unsubstantiated. This is quite a hilarious. It shows you, by the way, that we are beating these left-wing Pravda-like media outlets. We are. We are. We're humiliating them into making them delete their own stuff. So the New York Times posted a report yesterday afternoon. It read that the FEC has dismissed Republican accusations that Twitter violated election laws in October by blocking people from posting links to a, quote, unsubstantiated New York Post article about Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Unsubstantiated, except for the fact that the laptop story the New York Post published um, had an FBI case number, the FBI uh uh, laptop they had in the possession of the FBI is Hunter Biden's. It was never denied. Hunter Biden signed it. Do I have this? Hold on, folks. Yes, I do. Here it is. There it is. The Hunter Biden receipt. Hunter Biden receipt right there. Signed by Hunter Biden. Bill to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden laptop. The laptop, you know, with, with all the emails, with all the Hunter Biden emails and all the disgusting photos and all that stuff. Yes, the FBI has that. That is Hunter Biden's email. And Tony Bobolinsky, their business partner, has already said that the story's legit. So the New York Times claiming the story's unsubstantiated, again, is peak New York Times nonsense to be ignored immediately. But we're winning. We're starting to beat these buffoons back. Anytime you hear a story out of the New York Times, a Bongino rule, wait 72 hours, it's probably BS. Okay. Uh, we'll end on a little bit of a high note today. You know, so... Um, Taliban Tony Blinken up on Capitol Hill, who uh, should resign. He's a disgrace. He's our secretary of state. He's disgraced himself, his family, the country, his neighbors, anyone who knows him. He abandoned our people behind in Afghanistan. He's a discredited buffoon and a liar. Well, Taliban Tony's up on Capitol Hill now, but he was up yesterday as well. And Scott Perry asked him a very simple question. Are some of the Afghan people coming here, are they being vetted? How do we know who these people are? And watch Taliban Tony try to dance around the question, and Representative Scott, Perry, uh, Scott Perry's having none of it. Check this out. Well, right. get out. How many not Afghans the, uh, not yeah. meeting the qualifications of SIV have been brought to the United States? Prior to, I, I want to know ahead, how please. many Afghan ahead, citizens came to the United States that had not met the qualifications for a special immigrant visa. 
we're in the process no, of no, no. How going many? through. How the, many? How I, many I, did I, you bring? You were just at Dulles. How many did you bring? We have. We will have by the end of the month. We will have brought a total of pro approximately sixty thousand that have uh, not met the, the SIV process. Some, some of those will be. Some of those will have been through the SIV process. All of them, regardless of SIV status, will have gone through rigorous security checks first at the transit it'd point be nice outside. If we, of the it'd States, be nice if that was done before States. we brought these people to the United States of America. So just to be clear, restrictions on your freedom and liberty are coming. You heard Fauci and Caddy Kay in the beginning, because, again, there isn't a lot that binds us together anymore. We believe in freedom and liberty and all the consequences that come with it. And those are real. In a free and fair and open society, some people are free to do dumb stuff. But we've always believed freedom is more important, and it is. And as Milton Friedman said, the evidence of freedom working throughout human history is crystal clear. Despite all of the downsides, of people doing really awful stuff in a free society. What's more awful is people taking away freedom, becoming totalitarians and subjecting others to subjugation. So while your freedom's being taken away, Taliban Tony, he's allowing unlimited freedom to others who come here to this country, don't have to be subjected to the same stringent requirements, legal residents, uh, legal citizens, uh, excuse me, uh, legal immigrants too coming to the country have to be. They don't have to be vaccinated when they enter the country or any of that. Shows you again where the Democrats are. We share nothing in common with these people, folks. They are allowing people into the country unvetted who aren't going through proper security procedures and they won't even tell the truth about it because Tal Taliban Tony's a liar. Hey, one quick story. I want to get to this because I, I brought it up uh, in the production meeting today. It's an important story. Be very careful, folks. Inflation's getting ugly right now. New report out today, September 13th. You can see the story right there. Annual inflation at 5.3% in August amid overheating fears. Folks, this can't continue. This can't continue. Your wages are going down. Think about it. If inflation's at 5.3%, I want to just very simply at the end of the show. If inflation's at 5.3%, in other words, pricing, prices are rising at 5.3%, and your wages are not right. Did you get a 5.3% raise or greater? If not, you lost money this year. You are actually being paid effectively less in real money. That's how dangerous this is becoming, inflation, because Joe Biden keeps printing money. Again, I know it's tough to get through to the left. Numbers aren't really their thing. All right, folks, I really appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to check out my radio show today. I will see you there. And subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino, for the video version of the podcast. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.